practicing for for the 12 years that our unit's been involved. Let sleeping security guards lie, just not New York. Blaze Radio's Greg Moore explains. The Jacob K. Javits Federal Office Building in Manhattan is part of the Federal Plaza Complex, which includes both FBI and Homeland Security Department offices. One would expect that such a chunk of real estate would be heavily guarded. And you'd be wrong, because a security guard's been caught on camera sleeping on the job. The cameraman telling WCBS-TV there are a lot of competent people out there looking for employment. But here it is, you have these guys who do have the jobs who are not taking the job seriously. The man says he saw two other guards. Guards, in addition to the one he videotaped snoozing on the job as well. The sleeping guard's employer, FJC Security Services, promising an investigation and that the guard has been suspended pending its outcome. If, after that, he still has a job, the company says he will not return to the Federal Plaza. I'm Ken Stevens with news on the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Next Weather Center, our cool down continues for today with moisture staying in the valley for one more day. Partly cloudy skies and scattered thunderstorms remain in our forecast. Expect a high of 96 with an overnight low in the lower 80s. Chad Reynolds, Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 93 degrees. Hey, I'm Don McDowell. Join me every Sunday morning, 7 and 9 for Shake, Rattle and Troll, Arizona's only exclusive fishing show. A look at local, regional, national tournaments, recreational fishing, freshwater, saltwater, and beyond. Shake, Rattle and Troll is brought to you by Bill Chrysler Jeep and Dodge. Sunday morning, 7 and 9, right here on KFNX 1100. Catch the Dennis Miller Show. Weekdays 10 till noon. On Independent Talk. 1100 KFNX. Welcome to this week's The Prepper Pat Show, where your host, Tony Tangalus, will discuss self-reliance as a lifestyle choice and offer useful resources to help keep your family prepared for the challenges you could be facing. Okay, Preppers, it is Sunday, August 3rd, and we are going to talk about one of the most seldom covered areas of preparedness. It's stage, stage three of my four-point plan for preparation. The first stage, of course, is for people to wake up. We estimate probably 80 to 90% of the people are not awake. And we use the Prepper Patch Radio Show to help reach out on AM 1100 KFNX to wake people up uh, to the need to prepare. And if prepping isn't for doomsday, it's for every day. But uh, we use the radio show. Here's our platform to help wake people up. Stage two is Prepper Fest Expo, where we have trade shows with hundreds of exhibitors and dozens and dozens of classes where people can go and get their education and get their, uh, their prep supplies. And when I do public speaking, I ask for a show of hands on how many people in the room are preppers, and usually about 50% of the hands go up in the room. And then I ask the next question, okay, how many of you are practicing your preps? And usually less than 10% of the hands go up. Usually I get only two or three hands go up. And, and sadly to say, as much as I'm a prepper and I do a radio show and expos and prepper games, prepper ranches, I have done very little of my own preparation myself. So I'm as guilty of, of not getting what we need to get and what this program today is going to be about getting as the next person. Well, today we have a really neat guest. Um, his name is Mike Simpson. We have Mike and Stephanie, uh, his wife from Marauders Tactical Training. These guys run the top tactical and firearms training facility in the, in the Phoenix area here. Mike's been a good friend. He's attended our Prepper Fest Expos as well as Lance Baker's Arizona Survivalist Expos. And he has really the best curriculum for tactical and firearms training that I've seen anywhere in, in the Phoenix metro area. Mike and, and Stephanie, welcome to the Prepper Patch. 
Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate you having me on the show. Well, we're excited to have you on, Mike. You and Stephanie run run an excellent, excellent program. And before we get into what you do and how you do it, I want to start the program with just talking about how how few people that I've bumped into actually even pay attention to practicing their preps. You know, they 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 might do a little firearms training. I mean, you know, a lot of the gun ranges, Ben Avery and in, in uh, Scottsdale Gun Club and uh, uh, Shooters World and whatnot, uh, they have they have people coming in there every now and. Then. But very few people are actually doing move and shoot training, tactical training, preparation, wilderness survival training, the kind that, that uh, Jeff Smith does with his Desert Ops training. Uh, and, and you guys really specialize in that area. Um, uh, share, share with our, our listeners a little bit about, you know, your feelings about how important it is for people to get this type of training. So one of the things that we've discovered is with adult learning, most individuals are going through what we can consider a traditional model, which is they start off with some interactive lectures and discussions, then the instructors provide them demonstrations, and then start them on what we call skill builders. And that's what you do at a firing range. You practice a specific skill set so that you become more proficient in it. And after that, you might have some force on target, static targets, or even maybe moving targets at a more advanced range, but typically most people stop there. But that's actually only half of the education model for actually preparing yourself for either self-defense applications or survival applications. The next thing that we have to do is we have to start working against people because typically that's who's going to be causing most of the problems in our society today. So we integrate what we call force on role player. And this is done by utilizing a variety of different non-lethal training munitions. So we might use something as simple as airsoft or a little more advanced like ultimate training munition or something very technically advanced like the IR combat system, which is a very advanced laser tag that actually has a pain compliance. And what happens when you work in the force on role player uh, category, it teaches people the, re- uh, the respect and the control that is needed for the proper use of force in a deadly force encounter. After that, then you go into the model of force on force, where it's a two-way range in which you're using non-lethal training missions against each other so you can understand the importance of cover concealment, proper tactics, and then we really get into the valuable portion, which we then consider scenario-based training. And for preppers, that's where you get an opportunity to solve the problem, not specifically with a firearm, but at the lowest level. So it might be identifying your, your relocation, moving there before the problems occur. And then after we work on specific scenarios, we put it all together in a larger field training exercise experience. So that way we can go through, use all of our equipment, practice moving with it, solving problems, and really address a variety of topics that we don't get in a classroom or a skill builder type of activity at a range. And that's really how how we've set up our educational model. And, and a lot of what you do is, isn't even available at most of the local gun ranges, like a, like a Shooter's World or Scottsdale Gun Club. I mean, most of those places pretty much just have uh, a range. You can go and you can plink around with your weapon or you can rent one of their weapons. Uh, do, do, do they have, do they have any of what you offer out, you know, as far as some of these like tactical and, and uh, move and shoot type training or they're, they're basically just shooting ranges for the most part, right? For, for the most part, they do provide great services for their guests that come and use their ranges. They do have some excellent right. programs for firearms safety and for the development right. of proper use and some, you know, but, some of the great but, laws that we have here. But as far as the, of the force-on-force or the practical, what we call reality-based education, that is missing from most of those because they don't have the time or the space. Their primary function is to provide a range and provide firearms instruction. 
And it's it, it's no knock on them. I mean, I I've been a member at, at Scottsdale Gun Club for like ten years. I go there all the time. It's it's an excellent facility. I love it. I I go to Shooters World all the time. My Greek men's club has an annual uh, shooting event there. We get twenty thirty guys in there. We get a bunch of the wives in there, and we're all plinking around with AKs and whatever. And and everybody has a good time. I mean, I and I go to Ben Avery. So there's nothing wrong with those ranges. It's just the distinction, listeners, is that if you want to really get into an active force on role-playing training scenario where you're actually having live people that are potential threats and you get to role-play move-and-shoot scenarios, Marauders is one of the few, if not the only, places in the Phoenix metro area that has a broad curriculum of, of really addressing that type of training. And, and we're going to get into some of the specifics of that as we get a little further into the program. I, I want to just start by just pointing out how few people are even doing this type of stuff. I mean, like I said, I go to these, I go to these uh, prepper talks where I'm always invited, and, oh, yeah, you know, they got their ham radio this and their solar power that and their freeze-dried this, but then I'm like, okay, have you guys ever practiced bugging out? Have you ever practiced, you know, packing up everything you need and going out to a situation? Have you ever practiced creating a security perimeter and, and staffing it 24-7? You know, and, and I just get blank stares. You know, and, and let's face it, in a, in a grid down situation where, where you're in a, in a, in a, you know, survival situation, maybe there's martial law, maybe you've bugged out, you need to start thinking about these types of things. Now our tagline is, doom, prepping isn't for doomsday, it's for everyday, but let's face it, part of an everyday occurrence could be something happens that's a, that's a black swan event that could cause a situation where social unrest occurs and you want to be able to be prepared. And so the focus of this program today is to really help embrace and educate our listeners as to what Marauders Tactical Training offers uh, through a variety of curriculum that we're going to get into in-depth on. And this, this brings up another point that I want to hit on before we get too far into the curriculum that Marauders offers is don't try to do anything alone. You know, if, if you're, if you're uh, in a community and you have a bug-in plan, talk to your neighbors. If you have a bug-out plan, don't plan on taking as as my buddy Lance Baker would say, your two MREs, a sleeping bag, and a bottle of water and going camping out at, at Lake Pleasant or something. You know, you need to be in a group, and you need to have a group that's, that's you know, large enough to have somebody awake at all times. You have people, you, you, you have division of labor, people that cook, and people that are security perimeter, a medic, a communications person, a, a hunter-gatherer type. You want, to be, you want to be in a group that has all the resources that you're going to need to effectively function. And one of the best ways to find a group and to network with people is the two biggest prepper groups in the valley. And I'm going to mention them by name right now. There's one on the East Valley that meets out in Mesa. They're run by my good friends Dave and Michelle Waller, and it's called the Mesa Letter R, Letter U Prepared. So it's Mesa R-U Prepared. So if you go to meetup.com, Mesa-R-U, and those are the letters, not the words, dash prepared, anywhere in the East Valley, they have the largest, they have the largest, most sophisticated, highly educationally based uh, prepper group. And then on the west side, there's Mike Gaston and Chris Mann, who run the Northwest Phoenix Valley Survival and Preparedness Group. Again, you go to meetup.com forward slash northwest dash phx dash valley dash survival dash preparedness dash group. And you will learn about these groups. And, and preppers, if you're listening and you're on your own and you don't have friends and you don't have people that you're connected with and you don't have a community, by all means, in addition to paying attention to today's curriculum and, and learning about marauders and, and, and the prepper games that we're going to be talking about a little bit, you also want to get involved with these prepper groups. They're excellent resources. They have classes at least once a month. Some, some of them have even classes once a week. There was a class last weekend at Kabbalah's 
uh, that actually uh, Marauders had a classic Cabalas on Saturday, and then the, the Northwest Phoenix Valley had a classic Cabalas on Sunday. They're, they had a class today on, at Cabalas, and these are great resources. Well, we're coming up on our first. We're coming up on our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Mike Simpson of Marauders Tactical Training about all the various services and skills and training opportunities that Marauders offers to get people prepared. Mike, uh, before we go to the break, can you can you run your uh, your website for our listeners? Sure. We're at marauders.us in the United States. So that's M-A-R-A-U-D-E-R-S dot U-S, right? Correct. Okay, great. Well, we're coming up on our first break. When we come back, we're going to start getting into some of the various different programs that Marauders offers. And when we close the show with the Trepper Games, it's going to be an exciting opportunity to compete for prizes with your tactical skill set. You're listening to The Prepper Patch on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. Please stay with us as we will continue to explore some of the specific steps you can take to improve your family's self-reliance and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. American Ready Gear provides serious outdoorsmen the tools to survive. They offer waterproof fire starter chips that provide more than six minutes of steady and reliable flame, even in the wettest of conditions. Or use the fire starters for fuel in their solid steel handheld backpacking camp stove to boil water or heat individual meals. American Ready Gear products are proudly made in the USA. You can find them at AmericanReadyGear.com and on Amazon. American Ready Gear, are you ready? We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. Order the Berkey Light System today. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Do you want to know the truth about buying gold? Research your precious metals investments today. Read How to Buy the Right Gold and the Dangers of Buying Gold at CMIGS.com. CMIGS was founded in 1973 by my father, Bill Haynes, a pioneer in the precious metals industry. CMI Gold and Silver offers 35 years of experience and insight to help you choose the right precious metals investment for you. We buy, sell, and trade. Research your gold and silver investment today at CMIGS.com. Looking to improve your prepper radio capabilities? Get a powerful 5-watt VHF UHF handheld radio with a lithium-ion battery belt clip and antenna for just $69. Mention Ham Radio and get our amateur radio internet training course for just $22.50. Remember, when cell phone towers are down, Ham Radio still works. RF Gear to Go, your Arizona radio communication source. Call toll-free 1-866-448-4327. That's 1-866-448-4327. Helton Tool is Arizona's discount tool distributor. In addition to power tools, they sell tools for everyday life, such as revereware, Chicago cutlery, and wise emergency foods. Great gifts for the holidays, they carry toys and many household items, including heaters, humidifiers, and roasters. Visit HeltonTool.com for all your everyday needs and holiday gifts. Find your next great deal at Helton Tool. That's HeltonTool.com. 
The tragedy of Hurricane Katrina and the FEMA debacle that followed confirms that your family must be self-reliant. Premier Tactical is your all-inclusive source for preparedness supplies, firearms, emergency medical kits, portable solar, and long-term storage food. In today's unstable world, you must be prepared for emergencies and natural disasters. Get equipped today at PremierTactical.com. For personal attention, call 602-828-5554. That's 602-828-5554. Log on and listen live. 1100kfnx.com. Welcome back to the Prepper Patch on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX with your host, Tony Tangalos. Today, Tony is discussing some of the specific steps that you can take to become increasingly self-reliant and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Hey, Preppers, we're back here with Mike Simpson, who runs with his wife, Stephanie, Marauders Tactical Training in Phoenix, Arizona. And this is, this is a great opportunity, if you just tuned in, to listen to where you can get some really good force-on role-playing scenario training that's pretty much unique to Marauders Tactical Training. Mike, why don't you start the second segment with distinguishing the difference between precisely what you guys do as it compares and contrasts to some of the other stuff. I, I have a lot of friends that do paintballs, for instance. They think that they're getting a real good training lesson by just going around shooting paintballs at each other. Sure. So earlier I, I talked about the traditional model of adult education regarding self-defense, and most of the time it starts off with interactive lectures or discussions Instructors provide demonstrations. People get an opportunity to do skill builders, and then the workforce on target. Uh, a lot of people try to augment their skill set by going out to paintball field or playing airsoft, and they, they consider that force-on-force force training. But that couldn't be further from the truth, and here's the reason why. When you play paintball or you play airsoft, the entire scenario is typically going to be a 100% shoot scenario. You can shoot the other team. You can shoot the enemy combatants. You can even shoot your own team teammates, and there's very little consequences. When you train, you have to solve a problem using the appropriate force continuum solution. So it might be presence, verbal commands, escort techniques, low-impact strike techniques, less lethal technology, uh, potentially, and then move all the way up to deadly force. So when we actually have to go through reality-based training, which we're working with either role players or force-on-force or scenarios, now we have to solve problems, hopefully at the lowest level, so that they don't escalate. When you're playing a a force-on-force activity, you're always simulating deadly force. Very rarely do you use any other problem-solving skill sets than pulling the trigger. And that starts training people that all of life becomes a shoot scenario when it couldn't be further than the truth when it comes to uh, uh, dangerous situations. You want to de-escalate them instead of going directly to your, your final option, which is deadly force. Absolutely. In fact, I have a lot of police officers that are friends of mine, and several of them have been career police officers. And I've asked them, you know, how often have you used your weapon? And, and several of them have said they've never actually shot their gun, and, and most of them have said at most they've shot their gun once in their entire career. And so you're talking about a span of uh, this person is out there catching the bad guys and keeping the bad guys in place, and they, they almost never use their gun. So that, that just falls right in line with what you're saying. But like you said, a lot of these prepping types, you know, they have the shoot first and ask questions later mentality. And I think that there's going to, I don't think, I know there's going to be a lot of needless bloodshed that's going to occur from people that, that basically shoot first and ask questions later. They shoot before they assess that the threat's a deadly threat. You know, and it, it's sad. So it's it's really valuable what you're doing, and I really encourage all preppers to uh, explore explore what you do and, and get that 
hands-on training. It's it's really valuable. What uh, tell tell me a little bit about your teaching methodology? Methodology, sorry. Sure. So in our methodology, one of the big distinctions that we try to make is that there is what we call range training versus uh, combat training. And if you think about a traditional shooting range, if you go to a shooting range, you're going to see most people shooting from what we call a static line, a firing line. They will have very limited communication. The only people they talk to is their buddies to compare the target that they've shot at after it's over. They'll be standing in a well-lit environment wearing just some comfortable clothes, and there's, there's very limited stress. Conversely, when we try to talk about a combat training mindset, the first thing that we recognize is that there is no firing line in, in the real world. It's going to be a dynamic, very fluid environment that you won't be by yourself. You're walking out of your vehicle to a movie theater or to a restaurant with your wife or with your friends. Uh, there will be individuals potentially approaching you from different directions. And one of the most important tools that we find people do not utilize is their verbal communication, more importantly, what we call contact and control, which is establishing some type of relationship with the individuals that are approaching you. And so, unfortunately, what happens is when you're at the range, if you were to start yelling at a target to back up or show your hands or drop the weapon, you're going to scare everybody along the firing line. I've actually had that occur to me at a, at a regular range. When I train, I scream at the target to give them an opportunity to, quote, drop the firearm because... I recognize that my verbal tactics are, are what has won me so many fights. But when people drop their firearms, when you say drop the weapon, and subsequently people in additional lanes actually drop their weapons, the range master comes over and says, you cannot do this. This is extremely dangerous. Stop yelling at the target. So most people will spend all day long never talking to their targets at all, and that's exactly what they will do when they are confronted in a deadly force encounter. They will draw and go through those methods that they've practiced in their skill building, but they could have de-escalated the scenario by using good verbal tactics, what we call contact and control. So one of the big differences that we try to emphasize is solving problems at the lowest level. People often tell me, I don't need tactical training. I'm never going to be in a deadly force encounter. I'm not in the military. I'm not in law enforcement. And I try to explain to them, the study of tactics is strategy. It's an art to reach a specific end. If that end is my safety, I want to have as many tools available to me before I get to deadly force. If I'm simply counting on my firearm and a deadly force application to protect me, I've missed so many opportunities that, that I'm doing myself a disservice by only training with that. So in our methodology, we really focus primarily on what we call combat training and then we augment that with what we call reality-based training, which is to set up realistic scenarios that offer people an opportunity to succeed and fail in a safe training environment so that they don't replicate those mistakes in the real world. Yeah, that's, and that's really important. Again, I can't overemphasize what, what you're saying here, which is, you know, there's so many options before deadly force. And I, I've often, I'm often quoted as saying that I would rather die a martyr than a murderer um, you know, I, honest to God, I really mean that. I mean, I would rather, I would rather be the victim of a overaggressive gunshot than kill some other life, take another human life, uh, be, and then find out and then live for the rest of my life and all of eternity with knowing that I just killed somebody that was absolutely innocent and not a threat at all because I was too knee-jerk, uh, uh, gun, tr gun trigger happy. You know, I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. And, you know, I, I don't know 
when and if and how the scenarios will be in my in my life whenever I run into things, but I definitely intend to, as you say, use communication and other non-lethal forms of attempting to diffuse a situation instead of the shoot first and ask questions later uh, scenario. And it's interesting you bring that up because our we had a guy named Bob Gaskin. We did four book review, four sessions on several of his books, and he pointed out despite the fact that there's all these people that think they're going to be trigger-happy and think that they're going to run for their gun, he said that when it comes to the moment of truth, most people will hesitate at that moment when they have to pull that trigger, and that that, that will cause, and they won't even know they're going to hesitate until they're in that moment, and that that's going to cause a whole other set of problems. Um, but let, getting back to your curriculum, uh, let's talk a little bit about the type of training programs uh, Marauders offers. We, we offer a variety of different educational offerings for people of every skill level, age level. So we actually do welcome and train with young people quite a bit because parents want their, their children to learn about weapon safety and be responsible, and they want them to learn about self-defense. So our, our, our primary course that I think is the most popular for people interested in self-defense applications is what we call combat pistols. And what, what occurs in combat pistol is people usually think they're going to start working with their firearm. And we actually focus a lot on, on, on weapon safety first, and then we go into equipment selection, how to carry that equipment. And then, more importantly, how to start standing when you're doing visual threat assessment. So we practice a lot looking and identifying the body language of potential attackers, interacting with those uh, individuals as role players using our contact control techniques. One of the fallacies that people have is that they believe that their shooting is going to take place drawing from a holster, standing in what we call that isosceles or a weaver position, uh, delivering rounds at an enemy combatant that is standing either perfectly still. Most of these deadly force encounters are going to be taking place at bad breath range. It's going to be about five feet. That means we have to get away or get out of the clutches of that attacker, which the traditional firing uh, marksmanship positions that are taught are very ineffective. I'll give you a good example. We teach a counter-ambush technique in which we cover the participant's head with a hood. When the hood comes up, a scenario unfolds. If somebody's attacking them from close range with a hit bag, the traditional marksmanship technique means that you put your support hand, in my case would be my left hand, against my stomach so I don't accidentally shoot myself as I draw my pistol. But what we find is as soon as that attacker is striking towards your face with a traditional marksmanship technique where your left hand goes to your stomach, you get punched in the face. You get knocked out. You get knocked onto the ground. And so people start realizing, I've got to get off this line of the attack. I have to defend myself long enough that I can draw my weapon because you don't have enough space. Unless somebody is 30 feet from you, you don't have enough space to do a good four-point draw, clear the line of attack, and deliver multiple rounds on that individual. So we find that people aren't training realistically when they go to the range, so we have to do that right away in combat pistol. Just give them that experience hey. so they can see what they're hey, not hold getting that thought. in we'll, real life. We'll be right back uh, with Mike Simpson of Marauders Tactical Training. You're listening to the Prepper Patch on KFNX. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Please stay with us as we will continue to explore some of the specific steps you can take to improve your family's self-reliance and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. This is the Blaze Radio News. I'm Ken Stevens. Texas Governor Rick Perry saying unaccompanied kids who come into the U.S. illegally are a side issue. What we are uh, substantially more concerned about in the state of Texas, and I will suggest to you across this country, are the 80% plus of the individuals 
uh, who don't get talked about enough uh, that are coming into the United States illegally and committing substantial crimes. Perry telling Candy Crowley on CNN State of the Union that since September of 2008, more than 200,000 illegals have been booked into Texas county jails alone. Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio used to favor comprehensive immigration reform. Now he believes the piecemeal approach is better. We're not debating what to do. We're debating how to do it. And, and I'm just telling you, we will never have the votes necessary to pass a one, in one bill all of those things. It just won't happen. So our choices are we can either continue to beat our head against the wall and try a process for which we'll never have the support, or we can try another way that perhaps we can make progress on. Rubio on Fox News Sunday. As for the illegals already here. The president once again threatening to act alone on the immigration crisis, and many blame him for turning a blind eye to the flood of illegals flocking to the U.S. There's a rising anger among the American people as they see the flood of these immigrants coming in. No attempt to check them out. Just open the borders, let them come, uh, spreading them all over the country. You've got Democrat governors who are unhappy about it. This is just blowing up in his face like a cigar. That's former Republican Governor Mike Huckabee on Fox News. The Blaze Radio's Brad James. Israel military confirming it's pulled most of its ground troops from the Gaza Strip after destroying most of the tunnels it says were dug to attack Israel. Heavy fighting still raging, though, in parts of Gaza today. Both the U.S. and the U.N. condemning an attack near a school serving as a U.N. shelter, the Palestinians blaming an airstrike by Israel. This is news on the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Hi, everybody. Chet Reynolds from the KNX Weather Center. Our cool down continues for today with moisture staying in the valley for one more day. Partly cloudy skies and scattered thunderstorms remain in our forecast. Expect a high of 96 with an overnight low in the lower 80s. Chet Reynolds, Independent Talk, 1100 KNX. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. What will you do when your stored supplies run out? Are you prepared? Hostel Hair provides equipment and education you need to control your own infinite food supply. We have live food storage systems, rabbits, quail, and other urban livestock for any situation and strategy. Don't be limited by what's on the shelves. Get started with an infinite food source today. Get prepped. Stay fed with Hostel Hair. Call 480-331-3761, 480-331-3761, or visit HostelHair.com. Increase your family's comfort, boost your home resale, and improve your loved one's fire safety with solid concrete construction from ICF Specialist. For home or business, insulated concrete form construction will also lower utility bills and reduce indoor pollutants. Get educated about insulated concrete form construction at ICFSpecialist.com. From a small addition to a whole house or even a warehouse, your best value when building is ICFSpecialist.com. A good knife is a critical tool for your survival. At Lee'sCutlery.com, we specialize in new and pre-owned custom production vintage and military knives. Buying and selling and trading knives since 1998, Lee is only happy when you are. That's why Lee'sCutlery.com offers free domestic shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get your most critical survival tool online at Lee'sCutlery.com or check the Gun and Knife Show link at Lee'sCutlery.com and pay us a visit at an upcoming show. Don't touch that dial. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Welcome back to the Prepper Patch on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. 
with your host, Tony Tangalos. Today, Tony is discussing some of the specific steps that you can take to become increasingly self-reliant and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Listeners, we're back here with Mike Simpson of Marauders Tactical Training. We're talking about the third leg in my four-point plan for helping people. First leg is the radio show to wake people up. Second leg is the Prepper Fest Expos, which our next one's coming up October 25th and 26th at Westworld of Scottsdale. And uh, Mike Simpson will be there with Marauders Tactical Training. He'll also be representing the Prepper Games there. He's running the Prepper Games. We're going to cover that in our fourth segment at the t- at the 45 after the hour. Uh, before we get back into the program with Mike Simpson, I want to speak about a speaker that's coming out. Dennis Michael Lynch is going to be speaking Saturday, October 4th at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Scottsdale Center for the Arts. He's known uh, as a frequent commentator on Fox News and the Blaze TV. He's got two documentaries out. One's called They Come to America, and the other one's called We Ride to D.C. And his talk is going to be on fighting for America. It's going to be how to manage the border crisis and the amnesty issues, which, of course, in Arizona is a huge issue right now. I've just been getting recent emails that, in addition to all the people that are making it across live uh, to get into our country illegally, that there's dozens and dozens and I think even hundreds of them that are dying right on either side of the border. So this is a humanitarian crisis that is being in large part caused by our, our government policy. So Dennis Michael Lynch is going to be speaking Saturday, October 4th at the Scottsdale Center for the Arts. If you're interested in getting tickets, please call my friend Mark Singer at 480-488-1388 or shoot him an email at G-I-Z-A, that's Giza, G-I-Z-A at Cox.net. They have tickets for $20 on up to $100, and it's expected to sell out, and the lower price tickets are expected to sell out real quickly. So if you want to uh, go and see Dennis Michael Lynch speak, please uh, give Mark a call or send him an email, and I'll be there, and uh, it'll be fun. We'll be handing out flyers for our expo, and we hope to see you there. Well, let's jump back into the program with our main subject, which is Marauders Tactical Training and Mike Simpson. We're talking about how important it is, listeners, to actually practice your preps be out there and doing tactical survival training, uh, move-and-shoot training, what Mike calls force-on role-player training, which is almost unique to Marauders. There's very few, you can't get this training at Shooter's World, Ben Avery, uh, Scottsdale Gun Club, which are all great in their own right. I mean, I use all those facilities, and I love them. But when you want to really get into a life-or-death role-playing scenario where you have to use discernment and discretion on how do you address this issue, do you address it with verbal communication, do you use a stun gun, do you use a flashlight, do you use a taser, do you use a... You know, whatever, a bat, uh, 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 whatever you're going to use. Uh, Mike, Mike has the premier facility in the Valley here, Marauders Tactical Training, and we're going to get back into it now with you, Mike. Uh, tell us a little bit about who typically attends these classes and why. You mentioned that you have a lot of kids that come out there. Who else attends your classes? So we, we get a broad spectrum of our, our population out here in Arizona, and we're starting to increasingly see guests coming in from out of state that are making the commitment to make the trip and spend their vacations doing some reality-based training. I, I find that a large percentage of our guests that train with us are actually professionals that understand that uh, they, they've spent a lot of time, money, and resources acquiring useful equipment. Now they actually want to learn how to use it properly to better protect themselves and their families, and that's why we see a lot of wives and kids coming out to the programs. Uh, and a, a lot of times I feel that it's dad bringing them out to say, look, family, I'm not crazy. There's other people here doing these type of things too, and it, and it becomes a, a family type of activity that can be enjoyable or at least a, uh, a, a different weekend to get out of town and do something as a group 
and solve some problems together and just spend time, spend time together. Well, that's that's a, a big part of what it's all about. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to if I come out once and, and check out the facility, I'm gonna have to come up with a pallet and, and bring my uh, my girls out there and get them ex- experience in all this. Well, let's talk about you mentioned force on force training and, and force on role playing training. Uh, what type of equipment do you use for that training, Mike? So our our company primarily uses three different systems, and it is based upon the cost. So on the lower cost end, we use a very useful tool that's called Airsoft. So Airsoft training weapons fire a six-millimeter plastic projectile at a velocity of anywhere from about 275 feet per second up to 400 feet per second. It does leave a bit of a welt uh, as long as you're wearing face and mouth protection. That's really the, the only type of equipment for safety purposes that you generally need. The next level up is what we call ultimate training munition. And a lot of people have heard stim munition, but uh, UTM, or ultimate training munition, is a little more advanced. We drop in a conversion bolt into your personal rifle, like an AR-15, or we lend you one of our Glock 17s. And now we are using real weapons that fire a non-lethal training projectile that's got a little bit of a wax compound. It travels slightly faster velocity, about 400 uh, to 450 feet per second, and that one leaves a pretty good welt when you get hit with it. You have to wear a little more safety equipment, a throat guard, a full head guard, gloves. Uh, but at the same time, it, it gives you a more realistic experience because it is your personal rifle or a, a converted Glock 17. And then on the last system that we use is what we call the IR tactical or the IR combat, which is actually a, a laser system that you put on a vest that has what we call a shock belt. So we're able to train in somebody's house. We're able to train in a school because no projectile comes out that can damage anything. We don't need to wear safety glasses. When you get struck by that laser, your shock belt can generate just a mild tingle, like a vibration, or it can actually give you 4,500 volts of uh, of electricity to your stomach that lets you know you've been hit. So it makes your muscles contract, and it's very unpleasant. Uh, but the great thing about it is it's, uh, it doesn't leave any permanent wealth or any damage. So if you have to train in an indoor building, let's say at a government office or a school where you can't fire any projectiles that will leave marks or damage anything, the laser systems are the way to go. So the IR Combat and the IR Tactical that we've partnered with uh, ReadyMan.com, uh, their systems are great for those uh, non-permissive environments that won't allow us to shoot projectile-based training. So those are the three systems that we're currently using. And Mike, of, of the of the first two, the uh, airsoft and then the UTM, how would you compare and contrast the wealth that they leave to a typical paint paintball uh, uh, wealth? Is it paintball closer to the UTM, or or how would you compare and contrast that? Well, a paintball <coughs> does does two things. When it hits, it will typically break or it'll bounce. If it bounces, it's typically going to hurt a lot more. And, again, if it's on open skin, it leaves a large, sizable bruise uh, that can create a, a much big discolored spot. With airsoft, you're going to get a tiny welt. Uh, with UTM, you can get a sizable bruise as well. It really depends on the angle and the distance that you were hit from. That's why you wear a little more safety equipment. And, again, our guests have an opportunity to choose which system they feel is appropriate for themselves. So people who are a little more worried about the cosmetic appearances of bruises and welts sometimes will choose a laser-based system or uh, maybe go with an airsoft. Uh, Those who want a very realistic training experience typically choose the ultimate training munition. So there's something for everyone. I kind of like the idea of the ultimate training munition. Does that work with uh, AK-47s as well as AR-16s? Is there a variety of 
you have 76239 simulation you can use in that? You, you can, but currently what we've found is that the majority of our shooters own an AR-15. So as a company, when we invest into a product line, right now we've selected to go with the AR-15 models and the Glock 17s because they're, they're very common and they're uh, user-friendly. But you can acquire uh, a variety of different weapon systems to utilize that would match your own. What, what uh, caliber is a Glock 17 for our listeners that are out there? So the, the Glock 17 is typically a 9mm, and when it's, nine millimeter. it gets converted okay. over, uh, the, the rounds are actually smaller than 9mm, so it's not a one-to-one size conversion. Okay. Uh, so, okay. again, you're not actually firing a 9mm projectile, so uh, okay. it's going to be slightly smaller. Uh, right right closer to a, uh, just under 6mm is what the UTM round is, so it's not very large. And so even that UTM, unless you're, like, at real close range, that, that won't be worse than a typical paintball shot um, as far as pain and pain and bruising and that type of thing. Exactly. So people who have, who, okay. who have, a lot of people have experienced paintball, that's that's what they can expect to some degree. Well, this, this, this hour is going by real fast. I want to make sure we cover some of the main things there. Are there any key lessons or examples that you can share with our listeners about your training? So one of the most useful programs that we host is what we call urban disaster survival training. Although we don't call that anymore because when we first tried to hold that class, people were really excited. Nobody signed up. We renamed it Zombie Survival <laughs> 101, and it is sold out for the last three years that we've hosted it. And in that one, we give people a chance to practice their preps. We give them a chance to practice their bug-out plans or shelter in place to work with a neighborhood protection team. That course is a lot of fun. It's coming up uh, October 11th and 12th, it's a two-day event that gives you an opportunity to experience an urban disaster survival scenario that includes a massive earthquake in Southern California, a financial collapse, and the most fun part is a zombie outbreak that you get to use non-lethal training munitions to go on some uh, rescue missions or scavenging missions against uh, our role players that we take our town and we fill it up with uh, looters, we fill it up with uh, military and police that might protect you. And the, the more fun one that everybody wants to shoot is the zombie. So that, that zombie. I can share a, a bunch of different lessons from that event. Well, we're, we're up on our next break. We're up to our last break. Mike, this is all exciting stuff, and that class sounds really exciting. When we come back, listeners, we're going to share with you the Prepper Games. This is uh, going to be launched right after our expo. It's going to be in November uh, 15th and 16th out of Cowtown up there by Ben Avery. So we stay tuned, and we'll be right back to tell you about the Prepper Games. You're listening to the Prepper Patch on KFNX. You're listening to The Prepper Patch on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Please stay with us as we will continue to explore some of the specific steps you can take to improve your family's self-reliance and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Do you have what your family needs in case of a medical emergency? MedPacks USA offers 18 different medical kits or packs and over 100 individual items to meet your medical emergency needs. Whether you need a boo-boo kit for life's normal accidents or for a life-threatening situation with only minutes to live, MedPacks USA has what you can't live without. Call MedPacks USA at 855-855-5060. That's 855-855-5060. Or go to MedPacksUSA.com. 
For your outdoor and preparedness needs, visit tactical-survival-llc.com. Whether your interest is hiking, hunting, camping, or self-reliance, we have the products to fit your needs. Water purification, freeze-dried foods, non-GMO seeds, survival bags, archery, edged weapons, camping gear, first aid, and a variety of survival gear. We welcome custom orders. Contact tactical-survival-llc.com today. 602-575-7916. That's 602-575-7916. Alcoholmakers.com offers distilling equipment to make E85 ethanol, fuel that can power your car, generator, or anything else that runs on gasoline. Take ditch weeds, grass, or sugar water, and a little yeast, and in a few days it will provide the mash you can distill into pure alcohol. Turn seawater into pure drinking water. Learn how you can legally and affordably secure your own energy independence by creating your own fuel alcohol through distillation. Call 480-226-2128 or visit alcoholmakers.com. Do you want to know the truth about buying gold? Research your precious metals investments today. Read How to Buy the Right Gold and the Dangers of Buying Gold at CMIGS.com. CMIGS was founded in 1973 by my father, Bill Haynes, a pioneer in the precious metals industry. CMI Gold and Silver offers 35 years of experience and insight to help you choose the right precious metals investment for you. We buy, sell, and trade. Research your gold and silver investment today at CMIGS.com. Visit us online at 1100kfnx.com. Welcome back to the Prepper Patch on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX with your host, Tony Tangalos. Today, Tony is discussing some of the specific steps that you can take to become increasingly self-reliant and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Okay, we're back with our last segment with Mike Simpson of Marauders Tactical Training, and we're going to run really fast here, Mike. We were going to break. You were talking about your Zombie Survival 101 class. Share with our listeners about what happens when you get these people that show up there thinking they're going to, you know, these Rambo types thinking they're going to, they're going to, you know, conquer the world and do all that. Share, share with our listeners how quickly things break down for these people. Sure. So most of the time when people arrive, they are so excited to be at the apocalypse. They've been <laughs> dreaming about this for weeks, and they, they brought all this gear. We've had guys show up with broadswords on their pack, uh, everything that they think they're going to carry. And people don't realize that when you don't train or, or carry the things that you may need in your bug-out bag on a regular basis, it's heavy. You find a lot of useless junk that isn't going to do anything to improve your survival. There's a lot of cool guy gear out there that does work, but if you don't practice with it, you're not going to be able to be effective. And secondly, just after 30 hours, family cohesion starts to break down. People are upset because they haven't slept. They haven't had a chance to eat. They're just scared. They've been, they've been stressed out all night. But they turn on each other. And very quickly, they hate us for organizing this. About a week later, they'll call us and say, hey, thank you for the lessons we learned. But I really hated you after simply two days. And I've changed my mind. I I'm not looking forward to the zombie apocalypse. This was this this was an eye opener, and so those are the two things that we find almost every single time. People have gear they don't know how to use, and they thought the end of the world was going to be a lot more fun than it, it actually is. So just after one weekend, we find most people say, "I don't want to experience it. I enjoy my comfortable life here in the United States." Yeah, yeah. I think I think the the amount of people turning on each other and the amount of uh, anger. The anger and fear and, and uh, emotion uh, that's going to come out of the woodwork, people aren't even going to be aware of it. It's just it's going to literally come from inside them. Without Kind of like when I did my first skydive and I was all gung-ho to jump out of that plane. And when I was at the window and it was my turn to jump, there was this, 
there was this loud Eddie Murphy styled voice me. It ain't normal to be getting out the plane up here. Blah, 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 blah. And I with with some <laughs> with some pretty pretty loud profane words coming out. I mean, it just came out of me. I I didn't anticipate it at all. And uh, you know, when we when we get this when we get these grid down situations, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in Hurricane Katrina and all these other places. In America, uh, it becomes doggy dog, and even amongst family members. So it's it's uh, it's uh, God bless you for what you do. I really encourage our listeners to get involved with Marauders. And one of the great ways you can really get a whole thumbnail sketch of, of some of the best stuff that Marauders does is coming to what's called the Prepper Games. We're doing our first public Prepper Games. It's going to be November fifteenth and sixteenth, twenty fourteen, which is about three weeks after the. Prepper Fest Expo is going to be at Westworld of Scottsdale, and Mike's headlining this thing. So, Mike, why don't you give our listeners, we have, uh, we have about five or six minutes, give our listeners a, a broad overview of what the Prepper Games is going to be. And, and I want to thank you publicly on air. You have really embraced this. I mean, but you are the Prepper Games. I mean, I've got the name, but, I mean, it, you're doing this thing, and you're putting the whole program together. You're organizing it. You're bringing the team together. Uh, thank you so much for everything you do. It's fantastic. And share with our listeners how much fun they can have out here at this thing. Sure. So the proper games are going to be a two-day event that's November 15th and 16th that will give individuals an opportunity to do three different things. Number one, we're going to have a series of speakers that will talk about a variety of subjects from emergency communications, neighborhood protection plans, um, emergency medical training, and and developing the warrior mindset or the survival mindset that really is missing in a lot of uh, a lot of our Americans now that are very dependent on other resources. So we're going to have some great speakers that will be providing some very useful, very timely information. Secondly, we're going to have a series of vendors out there that are promoting products that our company has found that actually work pretty well. So we're going to we're going to have equipment out there that we have vetted. So unlike a, a traditional show that you go to that you can find things that work, things that don't work, we're going to be very selective with our vendors that will be there so that way you can get quality equipment. But the, the jewel of why you want to come is the competition. There's going to be four individual events that will give you an opportunity to be tested using your survival equipment, everything from a, a combat movie shoot obstacle course to a non-lethal training ammo uh, scavenger hunt that you're looking for supplies in a, in a building and have to make decisions of shoot or no shoot. Uh, we're going to have an obstacle course in which you identify medicinal or uh, edible or poisonous plants. And then finally, a bug out bag obstacle course that will allow you to go through different challenges and stages solving problems with the equipment that you personally choose to put in your bag. So throughout the entire day, you'll have the opportunity to compete, listen to speakers, look at some product, maybe get product that will help you in the competition coming up, and meet a lot of really great similarly-minded individuals that uh, have their personal safety or that of their families at the forefront that they're willing to go out there and spend the entire day or even two days if you choose to compete for the two days uh, with us in November. And, and show the listeners what kind of price we're offering this at. So right right now the, the general price is going to be right about $100 for, the, for a day of competition. However, if you spend uh, any time training with Marauders, uh, between now and November, you're going to get a $50 discount. The general admission to come into the event to listen to the speakers and see the vendors, I don't believe that we're charging an admission for that. It's just for the competitors. Right now we're lining up a variety of sponsors, so if you have a product that you think works well for these applications, we encourage you to contact us. We'll look at it, test it out, and we think it's a proper product, whether it's medical supplies or firearms accessories. Uh, we may we may welcome you as a vendor there. So 
it's going to be a pretty inexpensive day of education, fun, and a chance to win a lot of fun, uh, interesting prizes that will augment your survival supplies. And so, and we, we only have, what, 120, did you say, is 120 capacity for the prepper games? Correct. So we're going to have 60 competitors competing on Saturday and then another 60 competitors competing on Sunday. Because we want this to be such a high-quality event, we want everybody to get the right amount of time in the competition, get a fair shot to get themselves ranked against everybody else, and go up against some people who, who do this seriously. And so, you know, to give you an example, uh, the last tactical competition I held in May wasn't won by any military or law enforcement personnel. It was won by a 21-year-old 20, uh, young guy that's been training with us for about three years. He's just really dedicated. So just about anybody could come out and place well, have a lot of fun, and learn things, and more importantly, get a chance to test themselves and their equipment in some challenges that somebody else has thought yeah. of. I mean, this is going to be fantastic training, listeners, and I have to tell you, it's going to sell out. I, I believe it will be sold out, if, if not at the end of Prepper Fest Expo. It will likely be sold out even before Prepper Fest Expo because Mike's own student body and some of his staff, I mean, there, there's going to probably be a, a, a quarter to a third of the places already uh, uh, picked up by his own students that he's already promoting this or getting ready to start promoting this to at his Marauders thing. So, and this is going to be a wonderful opportunity. Even if you want to come out, if maybe you don't want to compete, but you want to observe, uh, we're going to make it free for observers. You can come out and look. We're also going to have Jack Hustad up there. He's a former Arizona Game and Fish Commissioner. He's going to have his mental marksmanship trailer, which we had at the last Prepper Fest Expo, and we're going to have at the next Prepper Fest Expo. This is an excellent opportunity for a few dollars. You put on a, a laser uh, gun, and he runs some videos on a 10-foot screen of disaster and survival and uh, move-and-shoot scenarios, and you have to make split-second judgments between whether you run, run for cover and call 9-11, or do you engage the bad guy? Do you try to get between the bad guy and, and the, the, the victim? And, and do you shoot or not shoot? And I'll tell you, I took, I took the uh, mental marksmanship tour. I did about five or six of the scenarios, and... I wasn't happy with the way I responded at all of them. Some of them were, went well, and some of them, let's just say, I, I uh, maybe acted before I thought, which is the whole point of what Mike Simpson's trying to educate people on. We don't want needless death. We don't want needless killing and suffering. I mean, it's been said that the second you take someone's life, that person haunts you the rest of your life. My dad was a military vet. He killed a bunch of people in World War II and, and you know, most of the reason why those vets never talk about it is they want to forget about it because they, once you take someone's life, it's with you the rest of your life. So it's really important. Everything that Mike's doing with Marauders and everything we're doing with Mike with the Prepper Games, it's really important that people get this training and really start to learn all of the different levels of ways you can respond to a scenario before you go to that final step of actually having to choose or implement lethal force. Mike, I just want to thank you again for everything you're doing this. Prepper games are going to be so much fun. I'm really looking forward to it. We've been ha we've had this in the planning stages for about a year now, and and you really helped you really helped shape this whole thing. I mean, we were actually going to go in a different direction, and you really helped shape this thing into something that's it's just going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to uh, rolling it out and then having a ball out there with you. Is there anything else you want to share? Maybe where uh, people can get some more information. Let me mention your website is marauders.us. That's M-A-R-A-U-D-E-R-S. US, where you can see all of Mike's classes. Uh, we have about a minute and a half, Mike. Anything else you want to share with our listeners? Uh, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of studying a variety of different systems. So there's there's three books that I'm a big fan of that regardless of, of whether you're 
personal defense or self-defense. The first book I would recommend is The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker. Um, that will give you an opportunity to learn about how to trust the intuitive nature of problem solving that, that we all have within us. The second one is really a, uh, a compilation of excellent training techniques, Training at the Speed of Life by Ken Murray. And then finally, On Combat by retired Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. So those three books, if, if people don't want to come out and do some realistic training, uh, go online, watch some of the online seminars that by those authors. Those are excellent resources that I offer to everyone that mo we recommend to most of our students. And that will give you a good place to start. And then if you're looking for a disaster, A Failure of Civility, that is an excellent book uh, looking at long-term and short-term disaster preparation. Okay, Mike, we, we got to run. We're out of time. Thanks so much for everything you do, buddy. We'll have you on again. Thank you, sir. All right, no problem. You've been listening to The Prepper Patch with Tony Tangalos. Join us next Sunday at 2 p.m. to discover more steps you can take to become more self-reliant and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. This is Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Looking to improve your Prepper radio capabilities? Get a powerful 5-watt VHF UHF handheld radio with a lithium-ion battery belt clip and antenna for just $69. Mention Ham Radio and get our amateur radio internet training course for just $22.50. Remember, when cell phone towers are down, Ham Radio still works. RF Gear to Go, your Arizona radio communication source. Call toll-free 1-866-448-4327. That's 1-866-448-4327. Helton Tool is Arizona's discount tool distributor. In addition to power tools, they sell tools for everyday life, such as Revereware, Chicago Cutlery, and Wise Emergency Foods. Great gifts for the holidays, they carry toys and many household items, including heaters, humidifiers, and roasters. Visit HeltonTool.com for all your everyday needs and holiday gifts. Find your next great deal at Helton Tool. That's HeltonTool.com. You're listening to Independent Talk, 